Well, if you'll please remain standing this morning, my text will be in Psalm 119. And I pause just so you can have that dramatic effect. We're not going through the whole Psalm 119. We'll be in verses 9 through 16 today. Psalm 119, 9 through 16. says this, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander far from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight. As much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. I've titled this message this morning The Knowledge of God's Word and Guarding Against Sin. And as I was preparing this, and I told Casey that I would preach this week, I was thinking it's the beginning of a new year. We've been in holiday mode since mid-October. January is just, it seems like a good time for settling down, reflecting on the year that's behind, and it's also a time when a lot of people set goals, uh, make resolutions that they have no intention of keeping, whether it's diet or exercise or perhaps a new job, traveling or any other number of resolutions we can come up with. However, here at the beginning of this passage is a question that might be a great way to start out the new year. If you're a person that makes resolutions or if you're not a person that makes resolutions, it's always a good, great question. To ponder, how can a young man keep his way pure? It's a great question. And if we look at today's philosophers, we, we might hear something like this. Stand up for what is right. Do what you say you will do. Be dependable and keep your promises. We need to be caring and compassionate. Do what you can do to pr- improve the lives of others as well as the life of, on this planet. Always be fair and just. Treat others as you want them to be treated. Respect one another. Know that your way is not the only way. It is one of the several million ways. Acknowledge the dignity, freedoms, and rights of others. Always have patience. And these are all great qualities, right? But the question before us today is not about simple morality. It's how do I keep my way pure? And in the original text, the, the words keep and pure are one word, and it, and it means an ongoing process of cleansing, of, of a state of purity or a constant cleansing of, a, of life. And it's a daunting task to undertake. All of those moral qualities, even if you could do all of them, would not make you pure. But the purity that the psalmist is speaking of here is a purity that comes not from ourselves, 
but an ongoing sanctification wrought by the work of the Holy Spirit. And we are living in a world today that is kind of the best time and the worst time in history. And what I mean by that is we are living in a world where there is instant gratification. Whatever you need, whatever you desire, there's an app for that. And through our phones, we can speak, and whatever we want is delivered to our doorstep. The bad part is that you can speak into your phone and get whatever you want. From things we covet that put us into debt, another extreme is pornography. We can spew our hatred and disdain for others, or we can show short videos of how great our life is. And it's all around us, and it's really hard to get around and avoid those things. So the question posed here by the psalmist thousands of years ago is really relative today. How, can, how does one keep his way pure? How can we keep that path that we are on free from corruption? In other words, the way here, the, the word way here is like a track or a rut that a cart or a chariot would, would make. And it, it, you're just kind of in that rut and you're going through life. And, and before we became believers, before we were born again, we all thought we were on this nice, even path, just floating through life. Everything was good. What we didn't realize is that we were in this rut of sin and corruption. We thought we were on a broad path that, that just leads to happiness. We were doing whatever we could to, to, to make that happiness and joy a part of our lives, whether it's through work or play. All the while, we actually have our own private ways of offense. Secret pollutions. And the question here is, how should we be cleansed from these? How can we be saved from what will destroy mind, body, and soul? And the answer comes in the next line. By guarding it according to your word. Matthew Henry says, Young men must make the word of God their rule, must acquaint themselves with it, and resolve to conform themselves to it. The ruin of young men is either living at large or by no rule at all, or choosing to themselves false rules. Let them ponder the path of their feet and walk by Scripture rules. So their ways shall be clean and they shall have the comfort and credit of it here and forever. And first off, it's interesting that, as a side note, that this is addressed to young men. And rightly so. This world could use a lot more young men pondering this question. But this applies to all of us, regardless of age or gender. To keep the phrase, keep pure, the word means to cleanse, and the root of this means translucent or clear. It's referring here to a way that a person lives so that the way in which they walk is clear and pure. And the problem we have as human beings, born sinners, is that we are not born with a nature that will allow us to live this way. But still, it's a great question to ponder. How can we keep pure our way? 
The psalmist says, according, guarding it according to your word. And that's what I want to speak to this morning. As I mentioned before, we, we live in a time and a place where there is no shortage of instant gratification, limitless access to all kinds of things, both good and bad. And there are certainly multitudes upon multitudes of ideas, religions, philosophies, so much so that the Word of God often seems as an outlier or just another one of all the other philosophical texts that are available to us. But I want to remind us today that the Word of the living God, Yahweh, our Creator, is not, just a, is not a philosophical view of humanity. It is the power of salvation without which no one may be saved. And this word guarding here is to be on one's guard. To take heed, to take, we- take care, to, to beware. And you might say, beware of what? Proverbs 14.12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And if we are not on guard, this can cause a disconnect between our spiritual and physical life. In this way, we can often think we are walking this nice, even road when we are actually riding along in the rut of sin. This guarding of our way, this keeping pure, is not the wide road, it's the, it's the narrow road. The world is full of temptations and things that distract us from where we want to go. The Apostle Paul paints a picture of our life being warfare. In Ephesians chapter 6, he says this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as your shoes for feet, for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. If we are to keep our way pure, we are to guard it according to God's word. Not according to worldly philosophy, that's why Paul keeps saying, keep alert, persevere. And the psalmist points out that there is only one source whereby we can keep our way pure. That is the word of Yahweh. And there are many reasons he comes to this conclusion. But I want to point out just a few. First of all, God's word is perfect. Psalm 19.7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. See, God's God's Word not only encourages us, it gives us peace and wisdom. And God's Word is also true. Proverbs 30, verse 5 says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. We believe that God is 
God's Word is inerrant. It's been proven time and time again. And because it's true, we can find refuge in it. When we are tempted, when we are discouraged, we are unsure what to do, we can always find assurance in the Word of God. God's Word is powerful. Paul writes in Romans chapter 1, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The Word of God is more powerful than any philosophy of man. While some philosophy may produce feelings of goodness and give a person a moral way to live, only the Word of God can produce righteousness and the power to save one's soul from hell. God's Word is eternal. Isaiah 40, verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God shall stand forever. Psalm 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, Your Word is firmly fixed in the heavens. And in Matthew, Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have, come to, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For I truly say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. God's word is eternal. And it's why Jesus prayed to the Father for his disciples in John chapter 17, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. And that's what the Lord, Word of God does. It sanctifies us. Because it's living. Hebrews 4, 12-13 says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. And finally, the word of God is light. Psalm 119.105 says, your, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Proverbs 6.23 says, For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light. And the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. We must guard our way according to the Word of God. And the Word of God is trustworthy and true and powerful and living. It is the only source that we have to stay on the right path. Jeremiah 23, 29 says, Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? So we can live in a world full of endless philosophies. But Spurgeon put it this way, The word of God is the anvil upon which the opinions of men are smashed. So these are all reasons, and there are many other reasons, to look to the word of God for guidance in our life. The question before us is how do we keep our way clear? and pure by guarding it, right? So what does that look like? Well, first look at verse 10. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. 
Jesus put it this way. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Matthew Henry says this about that, that verse. It says, The sum and substance of our whole duty is to seek first the kingdom of God, to mind religion as your great and principal concern. Our duty is to seek, to desire, pursue, aim at, all of these things. It is a word that has in it much of the constitution of the new covenant in favor of us, though we have not attained but in many things fail and come short sincere seeking or a careful concern and an earnest endeavor only is accepted. So what is your priority right now? As we begin a new year, what kind of resolutions are you imagining in your, in your heart? Are you seeking God's kingdom with your whole heart? Do we know what God's kingdom is? In order to guard our way, we must know what God's word says. If we are going to live according to his word, we have to know his word. Second is verse 11. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Do you memorize scripture? I'll admit this is, this is a tough one for me. I've not done it very well. I'm like a lot of you. I have a lot of scripture in my head. I can't give you the address to that scripture. Um, but if we are to guard our way according to God's word, shouldn't we know it? Shouldn't we have verses in our minds that we can run to whether we have our Bible or not? This year as a church, we're memorizing Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 12, which, re which reminds us of who we were before God inter intervened in our lives and who we are in Christ. And what a glorious thing it is when we are tempted to sin. We have verses that we can run to that help us to overcome. However, the act of hiding God's Word is not limited to the memorization of individual texts or even whole passages, but it extends to a, a whole living and devotion to the Lord. Turn to Deut Deuteronomy chapter 30 with me real quick. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Starting in verse 11. says this, for this commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither it is, is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near 
It's very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in His ways, and by keeping His commandments and His statutes and His rules, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord, the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over to the Jordan to enter and possess. I will call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. Loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. And Moses gave this speech just before he died, and I think it's a good word for us to hear today. In the New Testament, James tells us to not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Why is that? Because when we're not doing, when we're not obeying, when we're not living according to God's Word, we forget whose we are. And right back in the rut we find ourselves. In a long line of sin. And so to hide God's Word in our heart is to become obedient to it. It is, to, it is near us, as Moses says. So we can do it. Are you living out your life according to God's word? Are you obeying his commandments? Look at verse 12. It says, Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. First, notice how the psalmist acknowledged Yahweh. Blessed are you, Yahweh. Proverbs 1.7 says, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We must first and foremost recognize where our strength comes from. Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the hill. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Guarding our way includes the teaching of God's way. And this teaching can come from studying God's Word, praying God's Word, or from hearing the preaching of God's Word. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 10 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet each Meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. It's good and right that we meet together to hear God's Word, so we know God's Word, so we can encourage one another. This is crucial to guarding our way because we can help one another. We can hold each other accountable. 
because God word, God's Word teaches us. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16 and 17. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. We meet together around God's Word so that we can be equipped for the work He has called us to do. But we must remember that our God, through His revealed Word, is our greatest teacher. John Gill says this, The knowledge of the best is imperfect. Good men desire to know more of God, of His mind and will, even of His revealed will, and that they may have grace and strength to act in conformity to it. For it is not the bare theory of things that desire to be taught, but the practice of them. And though ministers and the ministry of the Word and ministration of ordinances may be and are means of teaching, yet there is none who teaches like the Lord, Father, Son, and Spirit. We must, be, we must surround ourselves with people who encourage us in the Word, who point us to Christ, who point us to God's Word, who, who teach us God's Word. Look at verse 13. It says, With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. This is a great way to guard our way. A great way to stay on the, the narrow road is to talk about God's Word. To testify. After all, we are commanded to do this, right? Matthew Chapter 28, Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the earth. A big way to guard against the distractions the pollutions that are around us is to memorize Scripture, to know that Scripture, but not only just to keep it to ourselves, but to go out and share the Gospel with those around us, whether we're at work or in our neighborhood or in our, our homes. We're not to keep this to ourselves. We're to go out and testify and witness of what God has done for us. And that's why the last three verses kind of work together. Verse 14, it says, In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your way. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. And I had to think about that this week. You know, where, where is your happiness found? You know, we talked, I guess it's been a couple of months now since Casey's talked through the uh, chapter 5 of Matthew, the Beatitudes. You know, blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Blessed are those. And from the outside, it looks like those people should not be happy. Those people should not have joy. 
And yet the word of God says, happy are they. And the psalmist says, in the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. Where is your meditation? Where is your thoughts on a day-to-day basis? How much of your time do you spend thinking about everything else but the Word of God? If we're going to guard our way, if we're going to keep our way pure, our delight and our meditation must be on God's Word. And if we do this, then we will treasure it. We won't forget it. It will always be on our mind. It's to fix our eyes on God's Word. It's that fixing of our eyes that that just is in pure focus on what God's Word has to say. In whatever situation, whatever circumstance we can find ourselves, what's our first thought? Is it what does God's word say about this? Or is it I'm angry? Or I'm hurt? I'm offended? To guard our way, to guard our way, we must fix our eyes on his way. Now I've spent a lot of time talking about his rules, his his commandments, his precepts. But I want to talk about the other side of that. And I think this is just as much of a motivation, if not more, for us to get into God's Word this this year. And that is His grace towards us. God's Word shows us over and over and over His mercy. His grace, His love. That's why I love when I saw we were memorizing Ephesians chapter 2 because it's it's such a perfect picture of who we were before Christ. We were walking along without hope. Without even knowing we were under the power of Satan himself. But God, who is rich in mercy, He came. He sent His Son to die on the cross for our sins. And why did He do that? Not only to save us, to redeem a people for Himself. Ephesians chapter 2 Verse uh, 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Again, this, this, this picture of walking, this picture of living life. You know, we, we don't get saved to sit on the, on the couch and watch other people do their thing. We, get, we are born again 
with work to do. He has created us as His workmanship. He has created us in Christ Jesus for good works. And He has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. Life happens. We live in a fallen world. And it's real easy to give up sometimes. But God is so gracious. He's so merciful. He's so loving. And He knows everything that we need. Everything that we desire. Everything that we could imagine. He knows what we need even before we know it. He anticipates it. And He's prepared beforehand that we should walk in it. So when we come against a, a, a trial or, or something that comes along and just frustrates us, remember that God's Word is true. God's Word is eternal. It's powerful. It's living. And I don't know what you've chosen to make a priority this year. My prayer is that you will make a plan to read through the entire Bible or at least study a book of it. And we all have things that take up our time. The last time I visited Deanna, just before I left the hospital, she looked at me and said, don't, don't stay away too long. Now, I know she was talking about, don't, please come back and visit me, right? She didn't know that her time was near. But I want to apply it here. When it comes to God's Word, don't stay away too long. Without God's Word, we are not nourished. Without God's Word, we are not fed. And we will be easily entangled in the world's philosophy. So what if this year we were to focus our attention on reading, studying, memorizing, and declaring the Word of God? I want to end with now viral post from Pastor Blake, we could and should spend the entirety of, our, of what's left of our lives meditating on God's boundless grace, mercy, and love towards us. I can't think of a better way to start the year, to end the year, to persevere through the year than to, than to spend as much time as we can in, the, in God's Word. How does a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word that teaches us, that convicts us, that shows us the proper way that we should live, that we should walk, that we should carry ourselves as believers 
But it's also the power of salvation to those who are lost. And Father, I pray if there is someone here today that doesn't know You, that doesn't have a relationship with You, Father, that You would use Your Word, prick their hearts, grant them salvation, grant them repentance. So they can get a glimpse of all the riches that you have laid in store for us. That you will reveal yourself to them in a way that they have never seen before. That you will not give them rest until they ponder this question. How does a young man keep his way pure? God, thank you for your word. Thank you for giving us a tool that we can use to guard our way. A sword that we can use to fight against all the wrong philosophies in in the world today. All the fake religions that are in the world today. In our hands we hold the words of truth. Let us not neglect that this year. Let us be people of the Word. I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.